They don't want like a power struggle necessarily in the classroom where like I'm one-upping them or I'm like, you know, trying to tell them to do something, demand something out of them. Like I want them to do something because they're like, they want to, they genuinely want right. to. It's intrinsic motivation, right? It's gotta like, be. I want them to do it because they want to do it. Like I don't want to like demand something out of them. I want them to be doing something because they are interested, because they love it. And that's what RCA offers. to you live from the Madison, Wisconsin studio. This is Chief Chief. I'm here as always with Nick Urso. We're, good? We are joined today by my friend Eric Moen, a longtime friend of mine who's I grew up with, and we are here today to talk about his experience in the teaching world and figure out where his mindset's at with that and what he's learned and going to school and a whole mess of things. So we're going to open the mic to Eric and let it ride, my friend. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Um, thank you for having me, y'all. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, But yeah, so uh, my name is Eric. For those who don't know, I'm a teacher, um, first year teacher. Uh, I've been teaching for about two weeks now uh, in the Beloit area. Um, I'm actually teaching at a public charter school called Roy Chapman Andrews Academy. Um, It takes place within the Beloit Memorial High School. Um, It's one hallway. Uh, It's about 36 students or so. Um, in my school. Yeah. And, uh, it's a pretty unique place, man. Um, we have six through 12th graders. Um, so about, I mean, on average, you know, three or four or five students per grade. Um, and I really enjoyed it so far, man. It's been a lot of fun. I guess what's a, what's a charter school for people out there? So a charter school, um, it really is, uh, a little different if it's private or public. Um, private kind of means more privately funded, um, privately operated. Um, but then we have a public charter school. And the biggest difference there is that we can kind of have our own curriculum and our own standards, and we don't necessarily have to follow um, public school standards or guidelines. Um, and so we kind of do our own thing. Um, we go through a program called Summit Learning. Um, And Summit Learning is, it mixes kind of online school with uh, classroom experience. Um, And so what goes on in a typical day is students will receive instruction from one of the three teachers within the school. Um, And then after that, they will have opportunities to go on their computer and go onto this Summit Learning platform um, and learn about different or study different ideas or use different applications that correspond with what we've taught them that day um, and then kind of guide their own learning and kind of do some self-directed learning um, and so that's yeah cool. yeah it's really awesome I really enjoy it and that's awesome um, I like I said, I've known Eric for a really long time like what initially inspired you to become a teacher let's just take a jump back and kind of like the history right. leading up to where we're at sure now. Yeah, yeah yeah so uh, I mean I've always wanted to like help people I guess is the bottom line. Um, and I've kind of been searching for a while throughout like my high school and college career, um, through different professions that, uh, how should I say it? Just allow me to inspire others to be who they want to be. Um, whether that be through, I thought about social work, whether that be through, um, just various different professions where people are interacting with other people and helping out one another. Um, I kind of explored a lot of different things and I really thought that teaching would be the most valuable, um, 
position for me to take um, in terms of inspiring people, um, inspiring the youth, um, allowing them to reach their full potential every single day. I mean, so, definitely, like, teaching and learning is definitely, like, a core pillar of, like, someone's life, and, like, it definitely plays out in the long term. It's a little different than, like, I guess, like, social work, which is more doing, like, post, like, help after stuff's gone down, whereas, like, teaching, you're kind of, like, building like the basis for someone to kind of take into the rest of their life so that's uh yeah it's gotta be pretty uh rewarding yeah it has been man so uh it's kind of it's kind of funny so i went to school um got my undergrad went back um to get my master's in education and a lot of the time um, during my master's program, um, there was a small period at Sun Prairie that I did get a small paycheck for doing some extracurricular stuff. But I did hundreds and hundreds of hours of student teaching and like didn't get paid a dime. And so it's kind of it's like a double edged sword because like obviously like I mean, my spring semester last year, I was putting in probably 40, 45 hours a week at a school, not seeing a penny. In fact, like paying for the experience. But like it's 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 something. It is. It's the grind, man. And it's it's something that I needed because going into this new job that I have right now, like if I didn't have the experience that I had from school, like and teaching those kids at O'Keefe Middle School in Madison and Sun Prairie High School, shout out if anyone listens. Right. Those kids are amazing, man. I love them all. And I love the students at Beloit now. And like just developing those relationships, getting in front of the classroom, like it's just one of those things you can't really learn unless you actually do it like you right. can study teaching for hours man and i it's it's kind of tedious and i have, and I have yeah well and it's just yeah, a lot yeah, of theory yeah. and like but once you get in the classroom like a lot of that theory i mean some of it is applicable but like depending on the situation man you really got to throw like i mean oh, yeah. theory oh, yeah, out the no, window like i don't want to say theory is yeah, ridiculous yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. like it really just depends on the situation and like who you're working with and the student you're working with like i don't know it's it's kind of a i mean you say you got to learn by doing so right right yeah. So Eric is actually a graduate. I don't know if you said from UW Madison, um, yeah, yeah. undergrad and master's. So shout out to that. That's huge. Shout out to Badgers. Thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and like I said, I've known Eric for a long time, and I've known for certain that Eric for like was gonna be a great teacher because 100% he was passionate in it, and I knew right away that he's like, I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And he's never deviated from that course. He's always been always had the mindset of becoming a teacher never looked away never thought maybe this isn't the right path it was always just this is what i'm gonna be doing well yeah well it's been it's been something like i mean since high school like i did some tutoring and some like cross-country track summer camp kind of things like i've always known like i said that i've liked working with like people Mm -hmm. um and even i mean even other jobs where i've interacted with people like at bills like in the deli and just like I've been a receptionist kind of thing. Like I like that kind of thing, but I mean, I've done a lot of other jobs too, like painting and various other things. And it's just, I see myself like looking at the clock, like all the time, like counting the minutes till I'm done with work. Same. And all that stuff. But with but with school and mm-hmm. teaching and like being in the classroom with these kids, days fly by, man. Like I don't have enough right. I don't have time in the you day to do all the yeah, things man, I want to do, man. Like you it's you have to interact. If you're not interacting with people, your day just drags. And that's exactly how my exactly. life is too. And that's like Again, like reference to engineering, why I didn't know it, I couldn't be like sitting behind a desk all day is because I, if I don't interact with people, I spend my whole day staring at the clock. So like, that's awesome that you're able to find something that literally allows your day to fly by and also be able to provide so much value to these kids on a daily yeah. basis as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I was going to say, from the moment I get there to the moment I leave, I'm pretty much 
like grinding. Like I, yeah. I mean, I I don't really have a prep time. It's technically before school and after school. Um, and right. then once the students are in, like, I mean, it's only 36 kids and they all going to be occupied with the teacher. So I don't really have time to myself. Yeah. Um, during lunch, I like go down to the cafeteria and like supervise kids, get a little like extra side money from that. So that's pretty For cool. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So it's really nice, man. It's a lot of fun. What would you say like your biggest challenges on a day-to-day basis? Okay. You struggle with like any sort of like patience with kids or that's never been an issue? Or? Um, patience has been one of my strong suits. Like I've been really, right. I'm very, very patient with kids. Okay. Like it's definitely one of my like biggest uh, strengths as a teacher, I'd say. But yeah. I'd say, and, and so patience is good at working with my classroom management. I'd say classroom management has been something that I've really um, had to work on like from the get-go. Um, so at O'Keefe Middle School in Madison, I had uh, upwards of like 31 students in a classroom. Um, and classroom management was, I mean, it was pretty hard, like, honestly, like, and it was hard to do. It was very frustrating at times. Um, but I mean, you got to realize that these kids like aren't necessarily out to get me. It's just like what their circumstances are and like how they approach life and kind of, you know, so like, I mean, whatever teacher is up in front of the like classroom, they're going to treat them the same way. And you just got to know how to handle it and how to react to that. Right. Um, and so at, uh, Beloit in RCAA, um, it's really, really nice because I said my largest class size is probably 16 students or so. Um, smallest is like seven. And so it really allows me to, I don't, I don't want to say like take control of the classroom, but like, like somewhat, somewhat. Like, yeah. Build really, like solid relationships with every individual. Student oh, absolutely. Sure, know the ins and outs of what their strengths and weaknesses are and being able to adapt to that for each individual Abs- conversation. Absolutely. And like earning their trust and respect, obviously yeah, is the most huge. important part because like I said, I don't want like a power struggle necessarily in the classroom where like I'm one upping them or I'm like, you know, trying to tell them to do something, demand something out of them. Like I want them to do something because they're like they want to, they genuinely want right. to, it's intrinsic motivation, right? Like be. I want them to do it because they want to do it. Like, I don't want to like demand something out of them. I want them to be doing something because they are interested because they love it. And that's what RCA offers. Right. It's that inquiry based learning where students can self direct their learning and kind of go about certain subjects and certain, um, certain topics the way they want to go about it. And at yeah. the pace they want to go about it, if they don't understand something, it's okay to fall behind it's not like gonna they're not gonna get an f they're not gonna you know do anything like yeah. they can kind of go at their own pace and that's what i really like about the school i'm working at right now that's awesome man so what's your i guess like what's your approach with students who may not be the best students quote unquote so i mean a couple couple i mean so obviously uh it really varies by the student and you have to take each student differently because they're all unique in their own way oh, um sure. but you really just gotta i mean meet them where they're at Right, like, yeah, find out, yeah, find out where they're at. Right? Exactly. Like, kind of meet them at their point and move forward. Yep. yep, and you kind of just got to, like, step out of, I got to step out of my shoes and kind of step into their shoes. So the first, like, few days, I'm really trying to do, yeah, a lot of listening, a lot of yeah. icebreakers, a lot of community building, a lot of, like, get to know you kind of stuff. Because the more I know, like, about these students, about their home lives, about what they do on a day-to-day basis, it's not, I mean, I'm not, like, trying to get too invasive, no, but, no, but, like, if they're in clubs, yeah. if they have a job, if they live with their parents, right, right, if, you right. know what I mean? Like, you stuff like that. It's the same in business. It's like the more you get to know someone, the more you get to know, like the more like you build a relationship with them, you build the trust, like you had said, and exactly. that's what allows them to open up to you and be honest with you about exactly. things that they are struggling with. Yeah, exactly. And then and then they know that when I tell them something, like I'm coming from a place of like I'm genuine. Like I want I want right. what's best for them and they know that because they respect me and I respect them. And when I tell them something, it's not like a do this because I say so, it's like a do it because I care about you. Right. Do it because right. I want what's right. best for you kind of thing. And they know that and they understand that as you gain their trust and respect. Yeah, man. You're almost in a situation where you're putting yourself in 16 different kids' shoes 
all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, 31 at O'Keefe, man. It was crazy. Yeah, man. 31. I think about those times sometimes. Like, man, it was a great, it was a lot of fun. It was a great learning experience, but I'm glad I have that smaller what, classroom what you, environment. What do you think that you yourself have had to develop in terms of like personal skills to get to like where your mindset's at for teaching right now? Is there things that like when you first started college that like obviously you, you've learned a lot? Obviously, that's yeah, that's oh, sure. But like, what are some of like the big things that you've gained like personally from? becoming be, a teacher like and like work actually working experience. yeah work experience working with kids in classrooms and stuff man i've gained a lot of i mean the biggest thing like i said before i kind of touched on it was just taking perspective mm-hmm. i've allowed myself to realize that like actions come from a source like people don't just do things because they want to piss you off or because like mm-hmm. they do it because like they're struggling or because they have hardships or because people are overcoming things like everyone is right and it's crazy how different these stories are from these kids like every single one they all come from different backgrounds and it's just every i don't know it's just like every student's like i don't want to say a game but like its own challenge and i try and like kind of yeah do what's best for that kid and personalize everything so kind of gaining perspective and allowing myself to like just understand human interaction better i guess partially and then another thing that's kind of completely out of left field from that is public speaking i was a i was a very very poor public speaker in high school um and even like my undergrad in college because like I mean, I didn't do it. Like, I never did it. And anytime I did it, I would just freak out. And, like, the first lesson I gave, like, at Sun Prairie High School, I was freaking out. Like, I'm super nervous, man. Like, it's 35, like, juniors and seniors. You were up there, like, sweating. Like, like, exactly, yeah. Like, I'm teaching econ, man. And it's just, like. Yo, who's this Mr. Moen guy, man? Exactly. So, student teacher, right, like, right. looking like he's 16. Like, it just, it just doesn't work. I mean, and it didn't. But it does work. Well, it does. It does. It does yeah. work eventually. And like and that's like well, that's the step you have to take. You have to take that leap of just cra- craziness of the time to make it become a more normal reality. Exactly. So I guess it does. It, it not like I didn't mean it doesn't work, but it you right. feel as though like it's yeah. not going to because you just haven't done it. Well, you don't have that confidence. A new, yeah. Unknown situation. You know. Exactly. You just get, like better at better at it by doing though exactly you know? so i say like i i think back to that first election i laugh about it man and to where i am now like right. night and day man i'm and so confident in front of the classroom and you're about like, what the kids. you said like two weeks into uh yeah so we started last tuesday because of labor day and then like that was the first week and then we had a full week this and week it's, it's wild to look at yourself right now i'm sure from your perspective and like you said think about that first lesson compared to what <laughs> you're giving these lessons now on a daily basis how much more like comfortable you are just stepping up there and going right into the routine exactly man and i mean part of that is like at some prairie um i kind of just got handed lessons and was like kind of forced to be in this i would like say this box but like yeah, yeah like the, the teacher had a routine and this is how it was taught and it was basically just lecture and it was really boring because mm-hmm. it was just 45 minutes of straight lecture but at like o'keefe i got to do various different activities with kids we'd break it up the teacher would allow me to like customize um, lesson plans and how i would kind of teach things and so it really allowed me to get personal with the work that i was presenting so i really was knowledgeable on the subject and then was able to have like a better lesson plan that day for the kids right. kind of see like where the holes and gaps are that you might be exactly able to, like, cover a little more to yeah and push it instead of like being stuck to a structured timeline and like this is like what the lesson is if you're not up to speed you're just not up to speed exactly but, like the way that you're working now it seems like you have a little more like flexibility and like mm-hmm. all right well obviously you like we need to put more attention in this area because you're struggling in it instead of just like rushing them on to the next like subject or topic exactly so that's like a that's an interesting point and i know that you were saying that you know the classes that you're in right now are a little more integrated with technology yeah so like how do you feel like because i feel when i was growing up there wasn't as much technology in class sure. obviously probably as you guys as well but how do you feel like that's been like affecting learning 
it's actually really interesting. So I'll start with what the students don't have. Students in RCAA and actually throughout the entire Beloit Memorial High School, um, when they go into their first classroom in the morning every day, they have to what is called yonder their phones um, in every classroom throughout the entire school. There's a bucket and inside the bucket there's pouches and you take your phone and it's just big enough to slide your phone in. You slide your phone in the pouch and you close it up. There's like a pin and a magnet and it's it's kind of hard to explain. It's not like your typical magnet that you could just like put to the like, you know, an average way. It's like, way. It's, like it's like a strong like uniquely I honestly don't even know how it fully works, but it's just this unique magnet with a pin and you can't open it. Like once you put that pin in the magnet, it, that pouch is not open. Sure. And so the students, when they come in the room, the expectation is they grab one of those pouches, put their phone in, close it, and then they can hold on to that pouch. They can put it in their pocket, their backpack, like wherever, but they cannot access their phone. That is super interesting. Like man. at all. Wow. And, and yeah. Would you say that's pretty successful? No. Like how, what do you mean that like they can't access the phone? Like what allows them to later then access the phone? So all teachers have a magnet. Okay. Like so a personal like magnet. A yeah. In my like desk. Yeah. So they can so just, like they open. just like pop the magnet on the, ma like the thing that I have and it just clicks open. And they take it out they put the pouch in they go to the next class that is crazy yep that so students like and so at rcaa it's actually a little even i don't say more strictly enforced but because we're so like we're just one hallway three classrooms right. we just have students keep it in they have an individual personal pouch and they just keep that their phone in their pouch until lunch they take it out they go to lunch they come back they put it back in till the end of the day that is super cool that yeah and it it was really nice because i uh well, they had a presentation to all the teachers to kind of get us on board about it. And like Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, like these people use these at their shows, like for comedy, oh, for yeah, live I've music, because they don't that. want people like, especially comedians, they don't want people like, you know, recording everything and putting it on YouTube and people aren't going to go to the show. Like obviously live music is a little different with comedy, like yeah. the joke's the joke. Wow. So like it's, it's not just in schools, it's actually going on like into the real world. It's a smart like, idea, man. I yeah. mean, we clearly we clearly live in an era where everyone is crazy addicted to their phone. I mean, everyone in this room is addicted to their phone to an extent. You know what I oh mean? yeah. It's, oh it's, absolutely. It's such a resource for us. And like, would you would you say so? Like, uh, aside from like the phones and stuff like that, like how about like technology in like the classroom? Yeah. And so so I said I started with what they don't have. Sure. They have every kid has a laptop. Okay. And an iPad. You're kidding. No. I'm not. And then all teachers... you growing up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then teachers have MacBooks and Apple TVs that we sync up to. Wow. So the technology's pretty tight in Bloyd. It's yeah. really nice. That yeah. Definitely, cool. like you said, not what we had growing up. So right. what do you believe? So obviously we grew up, you know, when we were in their shoes, it was early 2000s, late 90s, all the way up until graduation in 2012 for our particular class. Yeah. Um, how would you say that technology... Compared to the technology we had, the pros and the cons of what they have now. Um, yeah. You know, does it excel their learning, but also provide them with a little distraction at the same time? Is it like a fine balance between those two things? Well, so, okay, so when we, I mean, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, so we're all the same age, we're all the yeah. same age. So, um, when we went into high school, like the smartphone era kind of just started taking off and it was kind of unregulated and like shout out to we, the blackberries shout out to the blackberries yeah. the flips like the slides like yep, you name yep. it man like it was all the rage but now like um the students like there's there's containments for the phones like people have the yonders people put them in like pouches on the doors like there's ways to prevent the phones the problems now are the computers every kid has a one-to-one -one laptop and like youtube's not blocked and like Facebook's not blocked. Like, and, and it's been attempted, I know, at previous schools I've worked at to block that stuff. Kids will hack it in a day. 
like right. like an internet yeah, blog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it was like that YYT that Paul Frankson. Shout out, out. <laughs> man! Shout out to Paul Frankson. Yeah, this episode, man. yeah, that was funny. YYT and was a good time, up man. With this technology, so it's just like uh, I'm getting to it. Oh, no oh man, it's it. so impulsive. So yeah. so sometimes like. I've tried to do, I mean, I have lessons where I'm just like, okay, everyone can just close their computers. We do not need them today. Within five minutes, two or three kids have them open. Yeah. And there's just, it's just YouTube. It's like DMing people. It's just like. It's just all right there. Oh, yeah. There's resources. There's communication. There's entertainment. All right there. It's like the phone. I mean, you contain the phone, but. Yeah. Laptop. Yeah. Tablet. Exactly. (laughs) Shut down the phone. Well, exactly. It's just kind of counterproductive (laughs) to a point. But at the same time, it is really. Dude, that was a spotted cow. I apologize. Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> no, that was good. But uh, no, he, I was going to say, it's kind of counterproductive to a point. I mean, at least you can tell when like someone is on their laptop more so than their phone. Well, exactly. It's it's much more obvious when someone pulls up the laptop. But uh, how yeah, about, like, it's... How about for like lesson planning? Is it like, would you say that you think that technology, I know you're, you know, you're new into the scene. Yeah, and yeah, It's yeah. interesting and like a lot to come still. Mm-hmm. Would you say that technology... You had to say it, and you had to choose. Would you say technology provides more of a positive in these kids' life, or more of a negative in the classroom? That's a hard question. Uh, it's hard. I mean, I say, I mean, I told you the negatives, right? But the yeah. positives are like, I mean, they have Microsoft Word. We don't have to go to the computer lab to type things, right? Like yeah. they can do research on their computers. They can like share things with one another. I can email, like mass email things to classes in seconds, and they can have like an extra worksheet so or an extra thing. the entire classroom has a value stream that's a lot more efficient than like an older classroom, per se. Sure. I mean, yeah. you don't got to wheel in the TV to yeah, watch yeah. like Bill <laughs> Nye anymore, man. You get to like. We used to wheel in that TV that would yeah. have those two straps on it, and you, when you walked into the room that day you were just like motherfucker today is it gonna be a good fucking class exactly man exactly like, man, we are in history and we're gonna watch the most boring history video i've ever seen <laughs> but i've never been more excited exactly man but so with the apple tv is say you can just like shoot stuff right up there and it syncs right away and i can show them things and there's different like websites that i can use to like uh interact with them and i can create online like quizzes on certain websites that they can go on and like interact with on their computers and we can like do different things that way i mean shoot they could podcast like with their computers if they wanted like start i mean i was actually thinking about that i did some research last summer about how um like podcasting is a huge thing for students now and like as they read books or as they study things they just kind of freely speak about like what their thoughts are on that certain topic and then they hand that podcast in to the student or the teacher at the end of the unit or whatever like as a project so I'm thinking that's about a really, that's a really good idea, man. Yeah, yeah. And like, and that honestly, opens up communi- like verbal communication and, mm-hmm. in a sense, public speaking. You know, yeah, you know, right away. So I try not to get too dominated with the technology because I want those students to interact in class every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, communication is key. Like, if the students were sitting on the computers all day or watching movies all day or doing worksheets all day, like, it's it's somewhat effective but i think the most effective way for students to learn is to like learn from each other and like communicate with one another Absolutely and like and you have to be able to learn how to network i mean that's what's going to end up getting you places exactly a lot of the time in life anyway yeah and so teaching these students skills um as part of the kind of the rca motto and something that i um think about as well pretty frequently which is why i really wanted this job um they focus on these like 16 habits of success um at rca that are applicable to students and like people like outside of the school just like daily like, think, life. yeah daily. like academic tenacity like self-awareness stress management i mean things that like everyone i mean so we all kind of go through at times and talk about or write down about things that we can work on within the 16 habits and like i do it too 
Like, everyone right. can work on these 16 habits of success. They're not like, be good at algebra or, like, solve this problem in 30 seconds. Like, there's there are things and ideas like self-efficacy and, like, I mean, that growth mindset. Picture, yeah, yeah that just, again, that you can, once these kids are done with school, they're going to be great people in society because, like, they understand these concepts. And they may, I mean, they're going to have the background and content knowledge on, like, certain subjects as well. But then they're also, like, we treat them and teach them, like, those life skills. For sure. So, how would you say that the are the students um, equally as social with one another as we were growing up, or is there a little bit more introvertedness than there used to be, or how would you say that that kind of relates? So, I'm in a unique situation in my school. Um, there's 36 students, so it's obviously much smaller than probably right. most yeah. or anyone experienced. Um, right. And and it's sixth through twelfth grade. So there are students that I'm teaching who are in twelfth grade that have been at this school for seven years. Like before I even started college, like these students were in this school and they've been there till now. Um, and so they're like a family. Um, and I really, really like that. I really like coming into that every single day and knowing that these students are there for each other. Like, and they're obviously there for the teachers and we're kind of just one big family. But within the Beloit Memorial High School, I've kind of seen some stuff too. And like, shit hasn't changed. Yeah, <laughs> like students are still students. That's good, man. Like, that's yeah. all I like to hear, honestly. Yeah, like they're still up to their nonsense. Like I would say, sometimes I like... We wouldn't have to go down this road, but pray like students aren't like what we were like back in the day, man. I mean, with middle school, I mean, we just caused a ruckus, man. Oh, and if I sure, had, <laughs> it, was, sure. it was it was it was good memories. Well, it's but... nice to know that people are this that there's still a lot of like common engagement between my students. Oh there's, sure, like, there's a lot, you know, that the phones aren't completely going to be dominating their lives. Absolutely, and they still make an effort to you know interact with one another. I think there's a lot of people that you know are our parents' generation or generations above our parents or somewhere in the mix of all that that think that like generations below are you know not in a good position because everyone's nah. so introverted and stuff like that and it's nice to hear someone like in your shoes like kind of reiterate that like humans are humans we're always gonna interact yeah with each other. and like we've been saying like social media is a double-edged sword to a point but like i think kids are still connected like That's people good. are still connected with one another sure. so like naturally people just like need connection with each other and mm -hmm. so like i don't think that's ever really gonna go away and that's like yeah it's good now that now it seems like everybody who is in school now has completely grown up with technology. Mm -hmm. So if they're not being any more introverted, it's a good sign that, you know, things aren't going to change that much. Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, I mean, students, I mean, you know, they have their phones out, they're snapping, they're doing all that stuff at lunch, but like the lunchroom's very loud. So Kids are, are talking all so over the place. We. So exactly. Well, exactly. We. I mean, exactly. We were doing the same exactly. Thing, you know? I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just a sense of communication with one another. I mean, mm -hmm. you're in a classroom, your buddy's in the room next door, you're going to snap him because you're, Hey, not not in our school. Yeah, yeah, you got right. the yonders, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, got the, got the yonders. True. Honestly, I fuck with that. I really yeah. do, honestly, because I can definitely say that you know throughout college and high school, and I think that everyone our age can say that like your phone is a distraction, whether you not you want to accept that or not. Oh yeah. And so like even like no when question. I'm like working on stuff right now, I catch myself slipping, and I'll be like you know on my phone, I'm like I really shouldn't be on this phone. I should be getting something done. You know what I mean? Exactly. And but they and that's they, cool. they understand that to a point. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them a little more than others, but like they get that like in order to be fully present in the moment, like they shouldn't have their phones. That's good. And man. they have the computers, so like and, rest assured. Yeah, rest assured. <laughs> like they have you that technology. The WhatsApp and send a message <laughs> right <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But just to cut down on some distraction. At, at O'Keefe, like, phones were one of my biggest problems. 
Like, it's awesome just, to get that rectified in that school, man. Exactly, because, I mean, and it just got, it get to, like, a he said, she said kind of thing. Like, I saw you with your phone out, and they just, like, slip it out of the sweatshirt. Oh, like, man. no, it's oh, not. Wow. And it's like, yes, it is. I no, it's that. not. That yes, was, it is. And it's was, just, yeah. like, it's just not, road you don't want to go down, man. Because yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah. annoying. And I'm like, okay, like, I know you have your phone out. It's not that big a deal. But, like, at the same time, like, you shouldn't have it out. And it's just, like, it's every day. And it's, it's just, just annoying. Like, I don't know. You spend, like, such a, like, a minimal amount of time in the classroom and actually in the learning period. Like, in retrospect, you spend a minimal amount of time, like, the least you can do is like really give your undivided attention and it's nice mm-hmm. for you being on like the back end of that where you're standing in front of people knowing that you have people's undivided attention and stuff right. like that you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah so that's cool man absolutely i well, mean it's kind of wrong too because then you know when you're taking your time to try and correct people for being on their phones that uh, now you, you like you lose time has been taken away from like helping other students exactly would, like potentially need you to like refocus on what you were talking about and stuff like that exactly you got the kid who's on his phone all the time you're redirecting him half the class and you got like the 20 students that need help yeah like you're yeah. spending the time with the kid on the phone and it's, and it's not, just like it's non-value add for what you're trying to accomplish exactly sure. exactly we had a teacher when we were in school actually and whenever someone would come late he would just immediately kick him out he wouldn't even let him stay in class who's he, that his name was professor khan Okay. Yeah, he was a great teacher. He was a funny guy. He was not the best teacher, but he was a good dude for sure. Knew what he was talking about. Like, he would just kick people out because it was two reasons. One, he always had the process of uh, philosophy that if you're late for class, you'll be late for your job, you get fired. And so his version of getting fired was. You don't come to like class. you'll be like late to meeting, late like to five, meeting. like five minutes. Is there a five oh. minute courtesy window? Oh, dude, minute, thirty seconds Gone. late. We won't even let you come into class. I mean, yeah. you should just shoot for showing up half an hour early or something. And then like, if you're late, you're late. Complain in class about all the like. You do not be late to class. Not be late to class. I'm like, yo, Khan. You're preaching to the kids that aren't late to class. Like, the kids that are, go talk in the hallway. It's like 645 class starts at seven. Don't be late. You're like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's funny. Like, talk about that. Yeah. So I think we've uh, kind of touched on the classroom, kind of how you got into the classroom. Yeah. Where do you where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself being a teacher for a long period of time? Do you have future goals with teaching, aspiring to be like an administration position? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I'm not 100% sure at the moment. Uh, I like teaching right now. I can see how over time it'd get a little, uh, it'd, little wear and tear on the right. tires, right. right, of life. Like and anything? Yeah, like anything, like anything. But I just... I don't know. I, I can't guarantee right now that I'm going to be teaching my entire life. And you should. Um, you should. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I think, I mean, it's something I want to stick with for a little while. Um, where it takes me ultimately, I'm not really sure. I just know that, like, as a teacher, I mean, you have obviously the greatest impact directly with the students. You're working with them every day. Mm-hmm. But at kind of a district-wide level... Like a more structural type Yeah, level. I'm kind of stuck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I can't really change much in the position that i'm at um which kind of stinks because i say is like the farther up you go the more disconnected you get from the kids directly which sucks but at the same time you could potentially have that larger impact on the community exactly yeah yeah. and as a teacher like you're just like a teacher in a room teaching kids like you don't have like the opportunity i mean you do like you can you know exactly everyone has input everyone has an opportunity to change like anything they want to change but, I mean, realistically, like, you're so caught up in the day-to-day, like, with the kids that, like, you can't, I mean, you don't really have time or, like, the resource or anything to really tackle, like, community-wide, district-wide, city-wide issues that are affecting, like, the school district. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you just, I don't know, you're kind of, 
I mean, someday I think I'd like to and potentially have an impact on more like, people. Like, work up to, like, administration yeah, yeah. where you actually get to kind of... Like, like policy. Make, and allocate where, like, budgets are going and, mm-hmm. like, what new, new schools, different like kind of, like... Budgeting. Yeah, like... within the school and Exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah, man. Like, poli- like well, I don't know. And I think that that's something you, could, you think about all the time. And, honestly, you're working every day as a teacher and stuff like that. And you're going to learn more and more. And I'd like to ha- revisit you on this podcast. Actually, oh, like, sure. Like, a year for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Now, I love that. Cool. Actually, and kind of talk about like how your mindset has even further evolved and sure. stuff like that, and kind of figure out where your alignment sure. is. Um, but I don't think it's something that you got to be stressing on, obviously. Like, you know what I mean? Just like run the course, learn what you can. You know, you might end up teaching at a couple different schools over your career, mm-hmm. and then who knows, you might land your, you just might find yourself in that position because you have had an impact on the school with the kids and they really like you and they respect you. and who knows where you might find yourself, man. Exactly, man. And so just let it ride the course. I tell you what, if you asked me a year ago if I would have been employed at Wisconsin today, I'd be like, I mean, who? I would have been like, maybe, maybe, maybe but like, right, probably right. not, but yeah. who knows, and man. that's how it goes. It's just, I mean, yeah, it happens. You, like, there's some stuff you can try and sit oh. around and predict, but I promise, I mean, same with me. Like, I went to school for an engineer. I work at yeah. a building maintenance industry, but like, I don't do engineering. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, like, you yeah, never yeah. know. You exactly. Know? It's like, honestly, I think that's like part of the journey of life and like letting things evolve and just like not being afraid to try new shit. And yeah not being afraid to be yourself and just let that take the course of where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely, man. Amen. And it's like good. And I was good to be in that grit too, like doing the day to day with all the students and stuff. Like say you potentially did work up into like some administration. That's that day to day is what's going to give you all the insights of like what actually does need to be changed. And like, what you're gonna put your exactly. efforts towards mm-hmm. to change like, like you're in the yeah, trenches yeah. every day like you, you know right, like what the right. problems are at the like core yeah. of teaching and you're able to relate you know if you are a principal or as some sort of administration or some sort of administ- yeah whatever it may be you know exactly how the teachers are feeling in the classroom because you were in their shoes and you exactly. know exactly what kind of impact you can provide to the teacher that will provide value to the students the teacher exactly in between you know what i mean well, it's like the whole value stream with the whole network that's why it's hard like when people go straight into administration like they've and they haven't been a teacher they haven't been working in directly with these students they don't know like you said they don't understand kind of what is at the core of these issues and how you can really solve them and so like yeah hopefully this path takes me i mean you know somewhere where i can make that impact someday. i know it will man you're passionate i've seen it the whole time Thank you, man. I'd love to have you back on here in like yep. six months to a year, year and a half from yeah, now. Yeah, hey, next I got summers off, man. Let's do next summer. <laughs> yeah, 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 for right, sure. Right, yeah, yeah, dude. That's yeah. the teacher life, man. Shout out. That'd be dope, yeah. Well, I appreciate sure you enough. coming on here, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun talking with y'all. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll revisit in a couple months or a couple months. So like six months from now, a year from now, whatever, you know, we'll touch yeah. base again. But like I said, I appreciate you being on here, coming to the Madison studio. Hell yeah. And for the next episode. Yeah. Know? Yeah, man. Keep killing it. Give us updates and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you. Appreciate it. You too, man. Thanks again. Yep. Peace. Thanks for tuning in.